Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Danielle. And I'm Jackie. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees re-watching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, we are talking about the 2000s horror movie Killjoy with our returning guest, Anwar Ali. Welcome, Anwar. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. It is a pleasure. We, you always bring us gems. I tell you that, my God. <laughs> I try. I gotta go through my like my memory banks to find the perfect movie for y'all. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and if you want to get to know Omar a little better, pause, check out uh, their trailer on our past episodes of Demon Knight and Deliver Us from Eva, as well as the trailer that dropped earlier this week. But before we dive in, let's get into some housekeeping. If you love the podcast and you want to support us, here are a few ways that you can. You can write us a review. I know, Danielle, you say this every episode because we need more reviews. It helps feed our soul. Here is a new one that we just got. And the title is The Movies That Made Us. Saw these fellow podcasters on IG and had to take a look at what they were offering. This is the best source for all things 90s and 2000s and such a fun show to listen to. Can't wait as you put out more Beyond the Cape podcast. Thank you. Really appreciate yes, that. It's so nice. And if you like what you hear and want to make a one-time donation, aka buy us a virtual cup of coffee, Head on over to ko-fi.com slash no more late fees. And don't forget we've got merch. Christmas is coming up. Hanukkah's coming up. Everything's coming up. You want to buy some gifts. Kwanzaa. Winter solstice. <laughs> Go to our no more late fees.redbubble.com site and check out our store and rock some gear. Let's get into the movie. so a clown doll played by angel vargas is brought to life by black magic and tries to kill those responsible for murdering its owner it stars angel vargas very yell lee marks dd austin kareem j grimes napira groves Corey hampton rainy gallant arthur burghart and william l johnson it was directed by Craig Ross Jr., written by Carl Washington. But before we start, let's get into our readings rewind. So, you know the drill. Before we get into the movie, we will reveal the rating our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. Okay, but nothing to write home about. And same-day rental. Trash. Straight, straight up trash. Yeah, like a old ice cream truck <laughs> waiting for you to die. Second you into a realm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anwar, what is your Y2K rating of this movie? <laughs> you can't be ashamed now. <laughs> so, so like so my Y2K rating. Yes. But I mean, the, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I thought it was trash then, 
but I feel like I'd be lying if I if I said I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> so Bo. <laughs> um so I would say that back then, because I had a higher opinion of myself and I took things way more seriously, I would actually say it was the same day rental back then. Like I just thought this was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I, I couldn't mm. I couldn't believe they would put this out. <laughs> and here we are watching it. <laughs> Thank God that I never saw it. So Same. I, I don't saw it on have the shelf. A... Yes, I do remember it on the shelf when we were at Blockbuster. <laughs> so there's that. But it had a clown, a killer looking clown on it, so there was no way in hell I was watched it. Because I was scared. <laughs> a wise choice. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm going to be honest. The fun facts tonight, very bare. Bare, bare, bare. Like, oh, I got, I got some, though. I know oh, some. <laughs> thank, thank the Lord. I can say that apparently the budget was $150,000 for this movie. I saw some conflicting numbers one said 150,000 while another said like I think 180,000 with the combined of doing both movies so y'all can take from that what you want um it was first released on DVD by Full Moon Home Video in November of 2000 then again in 2001 so this was like a direct to video gem which I feel like is our first direct to video movie We've done DCOMs, but I don't think, I think this is our yeah. first direct video. You're, you might be right about that. It won't be our last, <laughs> but there's nothing like your first. Listen, it was released direct to video. Well, it was direct, to, it was on VHS and DVD. So like it was on the cusp of, <laughs> so it was a special kind of movie. The, the writer actually, he went to CSUN, California's state university northridge and he wrote this when he was in school and he got the opportunity to do this film and i know he i just know he he knew he was about to be a star mm. the moment this like i just knew he was like he was like hey i got a movie getting produced by a company and i wrote the script and he's in it he the writer is the guy that's at the end of the movie that like when they go to that club at the end of the movie and his oh, it's like this my girl sam yes. from class Yes, Sam, Sam is the writer who was a student in a university at the time. Is <laughs> it? There, mm, there was there was acting. <laughs> there was there, um, there was attempts at it. People there, were there. People so were there. I am not an actor, and I do not take the the profession of acting lightly but at some points I wanted to say coach put me in because I feel like <laughs> maybe I could have done a better job at some of this stuff and that's saying a lot yes yes I and I and I feel like this is one of those films where no matter how good you are you might not be good in it <laughs> Fair. like something about the like I just sometimes I, I think about what it would be like to make this movie 
And I just wonder what like the set looked like with all without all the extra like music and all of like it it just feels like it would be echoey and creepy and like why are we here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like why are we doing this? Yeah. Like I wonder. And there's a making of documentary that was on the original DVD release that is on YouTube of the making of of the film with interviews from all of the actors what? and every single one of them is like well I thought I could bring so much to the character they're like talking like they're doing <laughs> Shakespearean work all right quick question out of all of the characters and the actors who was the best actor on this movie Michael I actually felt bad for Michael at the beginning. Everyone um, else, I'm like, I don't know what y'all are doing, but the I'm gonna go with the homeless man. He was <laughs> delivering for me. That y'all one, he was like, "Don't forget the dolls." The <laughs> y'all, y'all named the two actors that worked the most out of like, because currently Michael is on All American on the CW, <laughs> and Arthur Burkhart, he did like all of these. Like these very popular cartoons in the 80s and 90s, he did the voices. So you name the actors, that, that makes sense. I, who who did the, the, the best, who gave the best performance? <laughs> um, the doll. <laughs> Penny Ford, the singer at the end, she was very convincing as a singer because she is. Penny Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Penny Ford was good. I mean, I don't actually hate Angel Vargas's performance as Killjoy. I don't think it's actually bad. No. I think it's actually very, I think he was having fun and he was very committed. Mm-hmm. I just think that they didn't pull the reins on him mm-hmm. as filmmakers and they didn't have, he didn't have like the best material to work with. Mm-hmm. And so his work isn't reflected. Because if you saw the Jacksons in America Dream, he played Tito <laughs> in the Jacksons in America Dream. <laughs> I did see that one. He did. He played Tito, so I'm like, he can't be that bad, right? But like, but like, yes. So I would say Penny Ford and Angel Vargas for me. Oh, who? I've I, I've got it, Danielle. Uh-huh. The Foley artist on this movie was doing what they thought was the Lord's work. <laughs> Every single sound effect was so over dramatic, <laughs> and like, no one walks that loud. Like, why? <laughs> Like it was, the sound effects were so ridiculous. I'm like, okay, I'm actually enjoying it because of this. I got something for you though. I got something um, for you though. One of the, one of the people that worked on sound of this film won an Academy Award for The Hurt Locker. God damn. (laughs) The start of legends. So the biggest star, the biggest star of this movie is one of the sound people. (laughs) (laughs) well uh did you have another question a follow-up question danielle you know what let's just get into it because i do have many questions as we go through it we have no answers Mm. i can tell you now like how long was that shower five Uh, days they keep going back when they keep going back to the same shower yeah (laughs) listen she that is that is that is Napira Danielle Groves, who is actually a very good actress. She has done a lot of things. She did that film Airborne with, what is his name is, but she did the Airborne film in the 
in the early 90s. And then she was directed by Mike Nichols on Broadway and did Spam a lot. Mm. She graduated from Howard. She is trained. I, I don't know how she accidentally got in this movie. I don't know what happened. But I know she's embarrassed by this movie. I, she has to be. <laughs> also, where was her shower cap? That was also my other question. Not with that fresh pressed perm. She had, yeah, she just had it clipped up. No, not with that long ass shower. But she didn't get wet either, though, if you noticed. <laughs> she didn't was... get wet. It literally went to one part of her body. It was gratuitous. Yeah. Just gratuitous. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and I don't know, how, like, I, I don't know how, like, she's, I've met her before. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, and I'm scared to ask her, like, why did this, how, why did this movie happen? Like, I get some of them, but like, why, why were you in it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh. And well, so is, is she the one that's singing in the very beginning? No, uh, no the one that's so. singing in the very beginning is Dee Dee Austin, who her only thing I know she's ever done besides this was she was in like some BET like short film. Okay. Mm. Because that wasn't great. Mm. Mm -mm. And she thought she was the next Whitney Houston. Like she was yeah, like she, she's going, she's like, I'm gonna be an escape right now. Yep. And it was 2000. So she was mm. like, I'm probably gonna replace somebody in 702 or something. Mm -hmm. But it was, yes, she was. Not yeah. Good. So <laughs> what I didn't understand is this. Yes. The movie, like, the girls are up against a fence. A, yes. chained, a chained fence. And, like, were they there waiting for t-bone and lorenzo <laughs> to come pick them up or did they just pull up on them like was there ever a thought that we need to get past this fence because i i was very confused by that especially when michael got his ass beat yeah how old are they <laughs> <laughs> because michael who was a grown-ass man asked the uh jada to homecoming i'm like oh i thought we were like in college or something mm. yeah. we don't look like we're high school age to be going no. to a homecoming event and then like i guess it's I, I never could tell whether jada actually liked michael or not yeah i wasn't sure either but why was Lorenzo so pressed? And why was T-Bone so ready? <laughs> and why was he only hitting his book bag? Right. And how did he get so injured by only hitting his book bag? But I, I think <laughs> what... I think, first of all, I think the reason why we're not clear on Jada's feelings towards Michael is because because the actor wasn't very clear on her intentions <laughs> towards <him. laughs> No shade, no shade. But yes, and I, I think the film was shot in a studio mm -hmm. um, in LA. It was like a very, it's still there. And if you go to the website, I forget the name of it, but if you go to the website of the studio, because I was very curious about where this film was shot. Like, so I looked it up years ago. If you look on it, you could tell where they shot 
each scene. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's a chain fence in one part. There's the, there's like empty bedroom. So it looks very much like the movie because you're supposed to furnish it if you're going to rent out this space, but they didn't right. really furnish it. Right. So then I'm like, why were they standing by the fence? Because they had nowhere else for them to stand. <laughs> and they, just, they needed to right. begin the movie. Those empty boxes, <laughs> those empty boxes. <laughs> yes. right like you like you see the way like when you go inside the ice cream truck and you just get inside of this like warehousey space that's really what the that's what the studio like looks like it does that's what it looks like when you rent it out <laughs> you're supposed to fill it in and make it look like something else but they just rent just, it out <laughs> just hay on the ground and random empty boxes yes so, so we see michael talking to his crush and her friend and then lorenzo t-bone and baby and and baby boy pull up (laughs) in his convertible car i don't know what kind it was i don't know and they are pressed that this very nerdy small man who is no of no competition to them and they proceed to beat the shit out of him and what kills me more than anything at while I was watching this scene, I was looking at two things. Is that a Jansport? And two, please don't step on his glasses. He needs them. As a child who grew up with glasses, there is nothing that's going to get you beat by your mama more than losing or breaking them glasses. And his glasses were intact. I was like, whoo, they didn't break the glasses. And here comes goddamn Lorenzo. Crack, cracking them damn glasses that was what i was upset about not even that he was getting beat up like that thomas j can't see without his glasses right <laughs> well you know they had to they had to they, i think he stepped on the glasses and they only had one shot probably and they only had one pair of glasses to break and so it was better to break them on camera than for him to like act for them to accidentally break the prop probably yeah. i'm trying to justify <laughs> some things about this film i'm trying to make sense of it but yes i don't i mean they pulled up in the car and they're upset and i just, i actually witnessed this happen in real life when i was in high school where it was this nerdy guy talking to this girl and then this guy like runs up and he starts like don't talk to my girlfriend i was like i can believe that what i don't believe is the line where jada says you should go home now. If Lorenzo sees you talking to me like this, he'll kill you. Like, it was just so dramatic. <laughs> like, why are you with him if you know he going like, what's happening here? <laughs> he is and then as a gang member in the credits. And I'm like, girl, what? You in danger, right? <laughs> the other part was they're on the other side of this chain fence. And as they, T-Bone is really giving it to him, yeah. they're like, it's chain. They're, pret- they're pretending. <laughs> they're not even touching the fucking chain at this point. They're like, oh no, Michael, <laughs> how do we help? And then they're like, oh, it's open now. Like it was, <laughs> what's, what's happening? And did you notice that T-Bone, or not T-Bone, Lorenzo stomped on the glasses wearing slides? 
Yes, I did. I'm like, he's in sandals and crushing this boy's glasses. Well, so, okay, so I what I don't understand about this part is like you have humiliated and beaten Michael down, right? Mm-hmm. So why in the next scene are you coming to his house and invite like after the doll thing, which we'll get into, but why are you asking him? <laughs> to come outside uh, and like baby boy is calling out to him and saying i just want to be your friend i promise everything is okay like oh, first of all God. michael are you stuck on dumb and secondly <laughs> y'all already beat and humiliated him what was the point of this so they could threaten him with a gun oh my but God. they did not know that michael practices black magic right Another yes. set with nothing there. Yes. How much cost for them candles? Let's That's the same bedroom. That's the same bedroom that you see later in the movie. It's like one room and they just move some stuff around. <laughs> well, with this one, they just move stuff out of the room. Right. But my favorite part of this scene is when he said, by the power invested in me. Come alive, kill joy. Come alive. <laughs> Come alive, kill joy. Come alive. And like, was that the only ritual? Like you literally sit in a circle with the candles and you hold the puppet doll up and that's it? And you get married to it? <laughs> You're lawfully husband and wife. <laughs> Don't make no sense. None. <laughs> By him doing the voodoo spell. <laughs> That's what brought Lorenzo and them over. Because that was part of the plan. Mm. But he but he but he didn't listen. <laughs> Stop <Maybe>. trying. <laughs> because later in the movie they made mention of oh Michael like invoked Killjoy, but he didn't show up in time and Michael died anyway. I'm right. like, so Killjoy was just late to the party? Honestly, I just feel like what would have connected that would have been like Michael missed a key component, mm. which was a blood sacrifice or some sort of blood like ritual and him getting shot completed it. Unfortunately, uh. he died. That's what like would have made sense to me. Yeah, I feel and, like there were yeah. a lot of pieces of this movie where i was like this has the potential Potential. to be a really good premise or catalyst for something and then it goes absolutely nowhere and you're just like oh well i guess it feels like somebody wrote it and it was like the first draft that it didn't go to it didn't go through several more drafts because it's like there's something good there but maybe you're not you need to sharpen your writing abilities and you need to have people on set that know that it's not good (laughs) and like help you along the way yeah like it was just like in places it was almost good and then it wasn't yeah and then you're just like like the general concept of like okay there's this this nerdy guy he's asking this girl out is getting very valentine right and then, and then she's like nah i can't because i'm with somebody it's like okay i get it cool 
the, they attack him. Cool. And he's like, I'm going to do some sort of black magic spell on this clown doll for some reason. And see, that's the part that needs to be developed. Like, why right. is it a clown? Why it is should, it a clown? I think it should be <laughs> some sort of like, what do you call it? You know how we know that Candyman exists? Mm-hmm. You know, it's some sort of tale that everyone yes. knows about. And maybe it's not the doll. Maybe it's just invoking the spirit of it. It's just like, there's so many yeah. angles that we could have gone down this path. But And like, yeah. so yeah. if we had done the ritual on like a Ken doll, would Killjoy <laughs> appear as a Ken doll? Like, right. did it have to be this specific clown doll? Or right. is it just anything he can embody? I want to explore this further. Right. <laughs> oh, maybe we can watch the, what is it, six sequels that this movie has? Well, I will say this. So the way Killjoy started off is, you know, in the early, in the late 90s and the early 2000s, there were a lot of like black direct-to-DVD films yeah. being made for low budgets. This was Full Moon's, Full Moon Entertainment's like, way of trying to go into that arena right and so they had this this branch called what was the name of it it was it wasn't full moon it was big city productions Mm -hmm. there was this there was this branch big city productions and so they had this film they had ragdoll they had the horrible dr bones these were all like very low budget black exploitation yeah 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 and so big like these films were made and they they actually, I'm, I'm sure they actually performed pretty well. So Killjoy 2 was released and it was also sort of in this vein of it being like black, black energy. And then Killjoy, the rest of them, they, they, there's hardly any black people in them at all. Because what's happened is Full Moon has like taken over the Killjoy name and essentially, and unfortunately, I don't know how he feels about it. But like the writer of this was actually a young guy, a young black guy that went to the California State University, Northridge. He wrote this film. He got with Mel Jackson Jr., who was the producer on this film, who also produced like Ragdoll. He was worked at um, Big City Productions. Mel was the black guy in that movie Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. The black guy who said he had to feed his kids. He is the producer of Killjoy. So he was behind these films. But unfortunately, I think the films have gotten out of his hands and they're basically in Charles Band's hands now. And so Full Moon basically does whatever they want with the Killjoy franchise, even though they have absolutely nothing to do with this original film. That's Thank a you, damn Benjamin. shame. Yeah. That is really sad. As crazy, ridiculous as this movie is, that is unfortunate because the character itself has potential. Uh, I don't know what these other ones are like these sequels are, but yeah. I mean, Killjoy was obviously a black man in this one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In the second film, all of the rest of the actors are black and and, um, Latinx. But the thing is that Killjoy is, was, I think, I don't know if Angel Vargas didn't want to do it. If they didn't even offer it to him, whatever. They they did like, offer it to him yeah. and he he was slated to reprise the role in Killjoy 2, Deliverance from Evil 2002, but declined if in favor of other projects. Trent Haga was cast in the second movie yeah. instead and reprised the role in the subsequent sequels, Killjoy 3, Kill, Killjoy Goes to Hell, and Killjoy's Psycho Circus in 2016. <laughs> That sounds like Full Moon Productions is basically saying, yeah, we asked him, but he didn't want to do it. And we're just going to pretend like he wanted to do it because 
what other projects the age of Vargas have. <laughs> Maybe they weren't want... going to pay him what he probably yeah. deserved. Yeah. yeah I, I believe he didn't want to do it partially because of money or maybe because he was embarrassed by what he did because a lot I've I've looked up like these acts they don't have it on their resumes damn I wouldn't put it either I'm not gonna lie <laughs> like they're acting like it never happened <laughs> is it is this is Killjoy the Shazam of this time period it's just because <laughs> yes but it exists like we all know it. <laughs> it's not a Mandela you pretend, effect. You can pretend you you can pretend you weren't in it, but it's but it I can I can show it to you. Like you were in this. They're just like, no, that wasn't me. <laughs> but like Trent Hagen Trent Hagen is a white man. Yeah. So like they so Killjoy and I don't know, is it I guess you could say it's kinda like blackface because Killjoy has like an afro. Yeah. And so like they changed it, but like over time Killjoy has become more like a regular clown mm. and less like a black person with clown makeup. That's how mm. I would describe Killjoy. They it's like a black need person. Yeah. To relaunch it. Get Todrick in here. <laughs> and let's go. Come on. He Todd he did the Michael Jackson moves. He did Michael Jackson moves in Killjoy. Did you notice? <laughs> oh, I saw. <laughs> I just think like, this. He, like, like I loved it. Camp. It, it was high peak camp, a hundred percent. And yeah, I that's all I could think of. I could only see Todrick Hall playing this role. <laughs> I, and I also feel like, I don't know, somewhere along the way, because the director went to NYU, he went to film school at NYU, and has done a lot of film and television. It's it's the most, like, what happened while making this movie? Like, because there is some talent involved. Right. It just feels like something got out of people's hands or or no one wanted to actually, like, I, you could say that the budget was low, but then it's like, then do things within your budget like you don't need to do for example gunshots that are just cartoons like maybe just maybe we can't afford that and we shouldn't do that because we can't afford it that scene that's it do you know that there are not many times when i'm watching a movie that i go did what what (laughs) did that happen is that did he spit the bullets back but they're like highlighter marks mm-hmm. from a pen throw them oh mm-hmm. okay this mm-hmm. is a and lot. the fire when, when he when the one caught on fire first of all the actor you could tell like okay i want you to pretend like you're about to get on fire and it's like he started too early before yes. the special effects caught up so he's like and nothing is happening it was oh wasn't it great though? It was. It, it should have. I mean, too bad it was direct to DVD. Could have won an Oscar for its effects, right? Um, like at the end, when they are convulsing for a good minute and a half. I know that's gonna be a gif. <laughs> I, I like when Killjoy when when. Killjoy and his now minions are chasing after Jada 
and and whatever their names are Monique. at this point. Monique. Monique. Um, and what is it? J- Jamal. 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 So they're running and they're chasing. And we just have a chase scene. It's like Scooby-Doo. It's like Scooby-Doo. And, I, and I, my favorite line in Killjoy, I have to say this, my favorite line in this movie is. There's so many. Well, he says to him, he says, basically, who are you to Killjoy? And Killjoy says, well, it just so happens that I am an undercover drug dealer with an ice cream truck and dressed up as a clown. Very specific. And they, and they get inside. <laughs> They're like, oh, drugs? Cool. Uh, there's, drugs. A, there's a line... I feel like he does a song. He sings a song at some point, but there's also a line where he's like, "That's how you cap a motherfucker," or something like that. And I, oh, Jesus, I wasn't ready. It wasn't ready for this movie. And bust a cap in your way. <laughs> the fact that they, when they took Michael out to the middle of nowhere, and then they try to pretend like they're shooting him, and it's like a game of Russian roulette, and. Then baby boy's like, don't do it. What are you doing? He's like, oh, it's fine. It's not even loaded. And bam, killing Michael. I will say the shooting of Michael and the part where she has to stab him actually felt very traumatic. I don't know if it was just something about the actor's face. He just seemed so sweet and innocent. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, not very happy with him being killed and murdered. So violently. um I, I can understand that in terms of like thematically. I think I think one of the most effective things the film did do was when he got shot and he didn't know he was shot. Yeah. When he's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "This is actually this actually has some weight to it, and it mm-hmm. feels like this film can go in a different direction if it if it kept going in that direction, basically, right. of like <laughs> of actually acknowledging the fact that like this is a truly traumatic experience for some yeah. like for yeah. and also if we got to explore how they felt about it after yeah. it happened like okay cool you you didn't want to even do this and you didn't mean to do it and so therefore what are they being punished for are they being punished for for killing michael or are they being punished for for beating michael i don't i don't get it i still don't i've seen it <laughs> 10 times yeah and like the, no one went to jail no one got in trouble there was no like no. anything of like michael oh yeah michael like it was just nothing it no we we go from him being shot to a one year later mark with jada walking down the street with this weird porn music on like <laughs> and like we just keep hearing it over and over again like forget him right and she has a new boyfriend Jim right the women yes. in this movie are like even though we get essentially two quote-unquote final girls in this movie but they're just props they're not even nobody's a full human being but the the, uh, jada especially is just like not a person she is just an object to everyone around her and why is and yes i mean jada's just an object jada is like a a, a, i don't know how I would describe it, but like she is just in she is a she's just a woman. Like that's like yeah. we need a woman in it. And so yeah. we need somebody to be wanted and we need somebody for the audience to like. 
it was like the it, I, I, I'm trying to like go through like what was going through their minds when they decided to have so long of sex scenes in this film because the sex scenes are so long they're not even necessarily graphic they're just really long and uncomfortable yeah Yeah. and for me when i look at the actress who plays jada i'm just like you were just specifically hired for a look that was Mm -hmm. it like somebody said she's got that look the girl couldn't act her way out of a paper bag but she's got the look and Mm -hmm. There wasn't even enough supporting cast around her so that to like hold build her up. It was just bad all around. It like I feel like maybe yeah. one of the other girls could have done a better job. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean I I mean Vera Yell has an act. I've seen her in two things. I saw her in Killjoy, I saw her in episode of Moesha. She was on one episode of Moesha as a guest star. And this film is a really good example of not just like actors that aren't that good, but in LA, there are a bunch of like, they're not, there are people that want to be actors that move to LA and they just get on a bus and they go out to LA and they try to make some things happen. And, 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 and that's what this cast consists of like a bunch of people that maybe weren't that great who got this opportunity because if they were better actors they probably would have turned it down like does that make sense like if they were better actors they just wouldn't be in it because they'd be like something is wrong here and this is not i think it would have been better if it was a student film Mm -hmm. i told when i was describing this movie to to my husband i said it's lower budget than the Blair Witch Project and he goes that's not possible I'm like oh but it is because I just watched it like that's what it felt like it's just like but it didn't have the urgency of Blair Witch no and Blair Witch feels like some of what made it work was because it was so low budget that was the intention and they leaned into it which actually stretched the budget out more because they're like okay well let's let's just film in some woods you know what Mm -hmm. i mean we don't have to like with this film this film tries to do visual effects it does makeup effects most of them are actually pretty good the makeup effects but it's like you're doing makeup effects you're doing visual effects you're renting spaces and you have not only you have actors and characters you don't need yes. that now you have to pay. So it's like, of course, like, what's the point of the girlfriend of the, of the nep, of Napira? What is she even in this for? Right. Mm-hmm. A, a titty scene and a shower that's, scene. That's why, but like, why is she here? Cause she just runs away with a stock scream and we never see her again. Yeah. I will and... say if there was a makeup part, person and a hair person, they did a good job. Because I was like, oh, that makeup looks pretty good. Yeah. And I don't, I think it was low budget, but like it was still a full production. They yeah. did this product, it was ran like as if it was a multi million dollar production. The issue is the money was not allotted to the right sources, basically. Right. I think that's how I see it. Like they just didn't spend it properly. Yeah. Because there are films with lower budgets that look bigger than this. Yeah. So where, did the, get... where did the money go? The makeup. And the renting <laughs> the spaces. Yeah. And they rent... the CGI. 
It was very good CGI though. Like it was a little bit ahead of its time. I could see why it didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? They was just, you know. But the make I'm definitely I can tell you like the makeup was very extensive. I and mean, I think that was probably the issue is they spend all the money on Killjoy. They didn't have any money for anything else. Right. Like when that but guy burnt up and then he came back and they just looked like they rolled him in some ashes. Like, I was like, what, what, this isn't even makeup. I don't know what this is. You Somebody kind of said, like- I have the urn of my dog remains. Yeah. Let's use that. Like, it was bad. It was real bad. Like, I wasn't really mad at baby boy. I wasn't really mad at Lorenzo, but. Mr. Cigar was Yeah, he looked like he cleaned a grill. Earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he looked like he looked like he just got finished cleaning a grill. But I mean, who else like it was still it's so weird cuz you can see where the good parts are mm-hmm. and if they just connected it better like it'd be great. It'd be yeah, great, right. but like I I I think Bad actors aren't cheaper than, but that's the thing. Bad actors are not cheaper than good actors. So that doesn't explain why the acting is so bad. Because there are scenes where they they don't they mess their lines up and they have to repeat themselves. Yes, I noticed that. I was like, (laughs) he flubbed that line, and they just kept going. Like, yeah, it felt like, hey, I'm making this movie, friend. Do you want to be in it? That's what it felt like. But I, yeah. we've seen so many one-time director, first-time directors, student films where they're like, I just got a bunch of my friends. Mm-hmm. Do a better job. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. I honestly believe, and I, that's my thing too, because like the director, he's trained, he went to NYU. Like all of these people are like real, like, people i don't understand so let's get into yet yeah, killjoy lures baby boy and t-bone into the ice cream truck realm with Wait, the promise of drugs before we get there because do we do we see okay maybe i'm wrong but it's do we Jamal see and, and jada having sex yes the the line in which he is like trying to get intimate with her and she goes, oh, I don't know. And he's like, what is it? And then she's like, it's Lorenzo. And he was like, your ex? <laughs> and like, they're literally getting, like, what is she sad about? He killed a person. She knows, he's like, he's a murderer. And she's like, I know, but I lost my virginity to him. And <laughs> you can't just forget that. I said, what the fuck is happening yes, right you- now? Jada, go to therapy. <laughs> but it, it's it's not even that she's saying that she's not even emotional about it. She's just Mm-mm. sitting in like pity. She's just like, but you know, it's just the way it is. Like I, I lost my virginity to him, and it's just. And he's like, and and he and even Jamal is looking at her like, okay, what is wrong with you? Like, just step <laughs> out of it. Like, can we move on to the next scene? Because this doesn't make. <laughs> doesn't make any sense none and and they then proceed to for like 80 hours with the same music 
the, the same, same music movie. loop. The loop is. They could only afford <laughs> that one track. <laughs> and so now... my oh, wait, well, but like she's they're they're supposed to be studying. Because he says, what did the teacher say? She says, he said to study chapter seven and eight and test on Friday. So she's looking in the book for chapter seven. Here, chapter seven, chapter seven, chapter seven. Oh, here it is. I found it. Like she said, I found chapter seven. Just go to chapter seven. <laughs> we do not need the verbal progression of you finding chapter seven script it's not even lines for her to say out line it's just like flip to chapter Jada seven. flips to chapter <laughs> looking for chapter seven like lord i'm gonna tell you one of the biggest rookie mistakes that an actor will make they think they're good at improv because they think because i can say anything in any moment and i can fill quiet space but the truth is being good at improv just means being able to be present with the people and whatever they're giving with you. That's actually true improv. So like the indication is this is probably says turn like page turn to page or chapter seven. And she in her awkward feelingness as an actor, it's like, I gotta feel the quiet. Okay. Chapter seven. Chapter seven. Chapter I found that. Here it is. <laughs> And it was, that's what she looked like. I have the image up of when she said it too. <laughs> oh, Jada. Sorry, Jackie. But now I, I just, I, I could not miss that scene because I was flabbergasted. Sorry, I'm reading my notes and it says Jada boning Jamal. Lorenzo rapping and getting high with his boys. <laughs> right. It's him who raps. And I'm just like lord not great why no uh, it's great. and mind you the movie is only an hour and 12 minutes so like <laughs> some of it is just that like <laughs> yep. the singing at the beginning the rapping in the middle-ish so killjoy lures baby boy and t-bone in to the ice cream truck realm with the promise of drugs the amount of times they say bustas in this movie, <laughs> I was like, I kind of want a running count at this point. Also, did it take Killjoy a year to marinate? Right. Why is he here now? What happened? Right. Or And why does he have an ice cream truck? Right. Did it take him a year to get the money to get the ice cream truck? <laughs> and the I drugs just, I, yeah i just and why are they calling drugs drugs like why are they saying it like yeah <laughs> drugs i got drugs <laughs> the thing about but saying drugs it, it gives it this feeling of it being like an 80 special very right. special episode of a sitcom like arnold don't do drugs like, like you don't I've do got drugs. drugs i yeah. like also, I just feel like in the Black community, we don't just say drugs. There's always a name for something, a side name for something. Mm -hmm. But like, what is it? What are the drugs you want? Like, <laughs> Right. Like, just drugs. Like a, a clown in an ice cream truck <laughs> is telling you I have drugs. And you get in with right. it. 
you know, I got that good stuff. I got the something yeah. else. Yeah. Then he just gives him a a joint. Oh, like it was a, a it was a blunt. Yeah. He gave him a blunt and he said, oh, it's real. <laughs> How high do you have to already be to climb into an ice cream truck which turns into a warehouse and accept a blunt from a clown with pointy teeth? The way that they land is like that TV show Animorphs when they would be transforming <laughs> yes. back to human form from animal yeah. form. Just saying. If y'all need a visual, it was ridiculous. It was, it was, it was Animorphs. It was. And, and you know they thought it was so cool on the set. They were so like, cool. y'all, gonna, y'all gonna just come out like this. And y'all gonna, you, like you gonna have your head down to your knees and you're gonna yeah it's gonna be really great and i can assure them like the actors probably thought this looked dumb but they were like it's we're gonna fix it in post (laughs) it's gonna look great and the other thing is they were like yeah there's not a lot of furniture in here so you know what bobby here's some money go get some boxes let's Mm -hmm. build them fill the room fill the room with boxes nothing has to be in them but fill the room just boxes. It's just some empty boxes, but, and, and we need this because it's empty in here, <laughs> and we don't have any money for anything else. Yeah. So, <laughs> right, and get but, some sawdust to sprinkle on the floor in the realm to differentiate it from the bedroom. Right, right, and the bedroom is lucky it had a bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, baby boy. Somehow, Killjoy has the ice cream truck in the ice cream truck, and he hits and kills Baby Boy with the ice cream truck. Yeah. It was very meta. (laughs) (laughs) So, and Lorenzo's not with them? No. Right. Because at first I got confused because I was like, wait, where's Lorenzo? But He has bone the lady first. Right, right. Yeah. And then T-Bone smokes the the blunt. And Which then... I love that they just leave in the chain fence just yes. still burning. <laughs> and he burns up and every effect except for the bullet wounds every effect has like a green Maleficent tinge to it as it happens. Jeez. I guess that's Killjoy's signature color. Is the, the yeah. acid green? <laughs> <laughs> that was what was available in the lab. <laughs> and they Where you... disappear, yet they come back. Yeah. Yes, I mean, they go inside the ice cream truck for one to be run over by the ice cream truck. Yes. Okay. And then after they are killed inside the ice cream truck, they are dead in the real life and never actually went to an ice cream truck at all. They are where they were before they went to the ice cream truck. And now they're Killjoy's minions. Outside of the ice cream truck. Outside of the ice cream truck. And inside the ice cream truck. <laughs> layers. There's so many layers to this movie. <laughs> oh. Right. So confused. And, 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 and so they he 
Killjoy gets them first. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and then, then Killjoy. Yeah. yeah. The lady. Right. Correct. And she takes an hour shower with no yeah. shower cap. But she has this discussion with Lorenzo. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years? So we needed a little bit of we needed some depth, you know, to the film. <laughs> they stole that they stole all those lines from Set It Off, by the way. But Jesus. So they just have this conversation about like where you see yourself in five years and all of a sudden she just wants to get deep and he just, I don't, I, I don't like, I'm just trying to make it through the day. Like yeah, right. he's Cleo from set it off. And she's just like, why would you always accept that? Why you got to accept that? And, <laughs> and that's it. Like, <laughs> and then she he, showers, but he's like, like, I'm fine with everything, but don't ask me these questions. Like he gets pretty aggravated that she's yeah. just even asking this and then she gets annoyed by him asking about him not answering the question so she's like i'm gonna go take a shower he said come back to bed she said no he said come on back to bed she said no and then he said one of the most vulgar things i've ever heard on a film and i i'm like who approved that line why was like <laughs> you know he made that line up nobody wrote that no i know nobody wrote that he just said that and and they left it in Mm -hmm. And you, I've witnessed this, okay, on like, like student films, especially like I've witnessed this with the actors where sometimes they will just say the most ridiculous thing and they have no intention of it actually being there. They're just having fun. And all of a sudden, the filmmakers think that was a really actually a good idea. And it's like, no, I wasn't. I was just, I was just joking around with her while making this dumb movie. Please don't put that line in the movie. Yeah. But and now yeah. he's forever on film. Saying that. Yeah. And she's forever on film taking a shower and like an hour long shower and <laughs> all she's just nude. And I know she's like, why was I I shot 10 seconds of footage and they just keep showing the same 10 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> just the same areola over and over, over again. Over and over again. Poor baby girl. <sighs> How's it going, everybody? This is Chewie. And this is Monica. And we are from the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. <laughs> Where we talk about stuff like horror films, shows, and folk legends. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podchaser. Like us and give us a review. So while she's showering... Lorenzo goes to watch TV, but he hears a noise. And so he goes to investigate, but he has a gun. And he sees big ass footprints because they're fucking clown shoes. <laughs> and he continues to follow them. And then he sees <laughs> the ice cream truck. Maybe he no. thought it was Baby Bop or Barney. And he was like, I got to find, I got to find them. <laughs> Oh, that, he does go into the ice cream truck. <laughs> and then he sees baby boy who's all fucked up because he's been hit by the ice cream truck in the ice cream truck. And then he sees T-Bone. To which T-Bone says, look what he did to my face. Plastic surgery costs a lot. But then he was like, you got this, though. Almost like you'll pay for this plastic yes. surgery. 
what you're dead boy you're dead <laughs> can we also talk about killjoy's outfit Please it looks uncomfortable <laughs> i thought his green gloves for a second there i thought they were gloves that you use to wash dishes like they're <laughs> very floppy at the yeah. bottom it was a choice it was a look it was something it, it looked like winter gloves that are too big for you that you just shouldn't <laughs> wear like really like they look like character gloves like they look too much like mm -hmm. character gloves yeah. like it looked like it was probably a struggle to wear those gloves as an actor like you can't actually open things and well that's why he couldn't hold the gun he had to spit the bullets back out at lorenzo <laughs> exactly and that's why like him driving the ice cream truck was just a silhouette because he really couldn't move the, the steering wheel. Like two fingers are in one like finger of the glove and they're all like wonky and stuff. I yeah. did love I did love all the colors. He was very colorful. He was. Not the typical blue and red that you get with clowns. Yeah. It very wasn't a primary color clown. No. No, it was a lot of oh. spring and summer colors i yes. feel yeah he was the color of barney and baby bob and, and <laughs> he actually was like and bj yes a little bj in there <laughs> hey mr nickabocky boppity bop i like exactly. the way <laughs> <laughs> they um, acting was about the level of barney by the way like the kid it was a grown-up Barney. That's what this is. Yes, and the and like you know, on Barney, the kids are really. It works better, on, like they're acting like the where their acting level is. But I was like, they're 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 doing Barney level work. Yeah, it's the most. Wow! Did you see that? Like that kind of acting. It's finally over. Like oh. the the amount of times they said. It's finally over. It's finally done. I'm like, this bitch is gonna show back up again. You know, Barney. And they're like, I'm real uh, sad because <laughs> I used to be a virgin, and the guy <laughs> I had sex with killed the man, and I miss him. Please help. <laughs> Just fucking ridiculous. And then, of course, there's. And then there's the dynamic of having two women and Jamal, and Jamal doesn't <laughs> like. They're just like, let's split up, split up. Well, we could cover more, like we could cover more ground. Who cares? Let let's look for them. Why? Why are you looking for them? Yeah, like can we, can we talk about? She she is sleeping, and you hear brrr, buzz. It's her beeper. Babe, what's wrong? What's going on? Oh, you remember my friend Monique? She's calling. Let me call her. Grabs the phone. Doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> Hello? Oh my God. What is happening? Okay, I'll be right there. What's wrong, babe? I don't know. Monique needs me. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't know what's wrong. 
<laughs> in the middle of the night. And then um, this homeless man basically breaks into the house mm-hmm. to say, wake up. I got something to tell you because, <laughs> because we have to explain the narrative so everybody can understand what's going on. <laughs> and they Why literally walk and not just go straight to Jada's house? Yeah. What? What? And they walk in on old man and Monique in a trance and they're like what the fuck what the fuck is happening and then he's like here hold hands and they're just like okay Okay. he's she's like tell him what you told me and i'm still like i'm still waiting for him to tell me something (laughs) that just just do it (laughs) like he gets real aggro about it at one point and then he and then he disappears <laughs> that wasn't concerning to anyone. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? He evaporated he in front of your eyeballs. I'd be like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but I'm done. If I was Jamal, I would have been left because I have no ties to this shit whatsoever. But this homeless man was there when Michael was getting beat up right yes so he witnessed all of this why did he how does he know all of this who is he (laughs) and if he's a homeless man why didn't you evaporate and disappear before like i don't understand what's happening is he an angel is he a demon is he just homeless with how do you know all of this yeah how do you know how did he know about the doll was he stalking michael the homeless is, man would have been Michael's friend. Is the homeless man and I was about to say homie the clown and Killjoy <laughs> a partnership? Like they like Voldemort and Harry Potter. That one oh. has to exist. I, I don't know because it doesn't make any sense. And how does he know all their names? Right. And where they live, and, where Mo- Monique lives. Well, he's had a year to to research. Gotcha okay yeah yeah i mean it makes sense that he had the time to research but why is he researching (laughs) you witnessed him get beat up you didn't witness nothing else yeah right it would have been it would have been really like it would have been great if he was stand you see him standing outside the window as michael is doing the ritual Mm -hmm. so you kind of could say okay he knew knew what was going on and like if you have the vision Tell them you have the vision, right? Instead of just being a weird homeless man that disapparates. Right? Yeah, I mean, Is like, he a Jedi? You, but it's like you're telling them everything, but you're not telling them why or how, you know? Right. Okay, like, listen, I'm an angel that has been sent here on Earth, and my mission is to fix whatever this blah 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 whatever like just that simple of being able to just explain it but like they he didn't explain anything and he used this really weird voice and he did the voice on transformers so that's why he sounds like that because he did he's one of the transformers which transformer is he i don't know which one he's he's one of the transformers he did a bunch of animation and arthur burkhardt is his name i'm gonna look uh, up yeah, Which he did a bunch transformer. Of yeah. So they form the circle. He disappears, and then he told them that they have to go to the ice cream truck. Is that what happened? And they have to he kill. Tells them, they have to 
she it's her jada mm-hmm. right and she has to kill the doll and <laughs> kill joy yeah she has to kill joy kill kill joy and like get his human side or something and stab him in the heart jada heard stab him a lot yeah she got real stabby yeah it was aggressive and then it felt like groundhog day the end because it's like they're in the ice cream truck realm jamal insists on splitting up and monique and jada are like we're gonna stay together then there's jamal is wrestling with killjoy who killjoy has magic so how is jamal not already dead i did not understand instead killjoy has like a giant ass knife that gets knocked out of to out of his hand jada picks it up and then killjoy wants a kiss and the way that she's go ahead the like fight the like the fight scene where they're like just getting punched and thrown around even though there's clearly magic so i don't know why he doesn't just kill them right and then he wants a kiss because is michael killjoy that's what my question was and how obvious is she like being with putting her hand behind her back as if we don't that's not like the universal sign that you hide in something yeah it's Jada. Listen, she didn't even know what chapter seven was. But, <laughs> but like, my thing is, like, okay, so, okay, so maybe, maybe, maybe Michael doesn't know this, but if you do the spell thing, it, it, it kills you and turns you into Killjoy. That would have made mm. sense. And I think that might have, that might actually be what it is. I just don't think they explained it that well. It's like, like kill kill you you're making a pact with killjoy or something right and you have to do a certain thing because then there's that part right after she doesn't kiss him and she stabs him where the the big cloud of simple like mufasa killjoy mm-hmm. is talking to <laughs> <laughs> mufasa killjoy is talking <laughs> to michael and he's like three strikes but what were the what were the three strikes? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's dinner I, time! I, that's what he said. At this point, I was like, ooh, are we almost out of this? Because <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Homeless man voiced Devastator in the Transformers cartoon. By the way. Because uh, inquiring minds need to know. I oh, just know I was... Point, cur- cursing your name while watching this movie because i was like i can't what is this what's happening and at one point was there just a sword lying on the ground for jamal to pick up and wield yes i do why was it there for the filmmakers they needed they needed (laughs) put it it on the ground (laughs) i do love that once jada stabs Killjoy and she thinks he's gone or whatever that it was like somebody in the background was like one two three okay Jamal get up because (laughs) (laughs) just the way he was laying there in the empty boxes 
in the empty boxes. Mm -hmm. Then he just pops up at it. So, but also then we get the homeless man shows back up because they're like, yeah, we did it. Killjoy's gone. And then he's like, you can't kill him in his realm. You have to kill him in the real world. It's just like, like, isn't it just a voice though? Like it's this big booming voice. You can't kill him. It's like, they're hearing it. Danielle, you good? You can't kill him. (laughs) And they're like, okay. I thought Killjoy was like, you can't kill me outside or inside or whatever. I I just was like. Telling on on himself. Why is this not over? (laughs) And then they're like, remember, you have to stab the doll. And they're like, oh. Remember Jada. The doll. Remember. (laughs) <laughs> who you are and where is it so like jamal's family's not not jamal michael's family's not home they left the his... candles are still just lit like there the way they had it the doll is still there like and they're like transported to his room like they don't go knock on the door and say like we need to get into michael's room they're just magically transported there and then the doll turns into michael and apparently only Jada could see that it's Michael and not the other two. So she's straddling him and the other two are like, just stab him already. Just kill him already. And she's like, I can't, I can't. And <laughs> they don't know why she can't because she's seeing Michael. It's just. Why? But then she does. <laughs> Free at last. <laughs> or so they think. Uh, yeah I mean I personally think the film is incredibly well made (laughs) in the mind of somebody um like you could tell they thought they had a masterpiece at one point yeah they really did classic they knew they were convinced and I wonder at what point while making the movie did everybody say i it's gonna have to actually come out (laughs) well i feel like all of the exposition was taken out of the movie like if he had just put in some like oh little didn't michael know that his soul was going to be attached to killjoy or like you have to stay in the circle in order to be protected while killjoy dies just something i think they could have thrown in some puppets I don't know. Something. Literally, I think. Know. I mean, yeah. There, there, there's no rule set up. There's no, which means anything is possible. But then it also means that there's no way to win. There's no right. way to get away because, like, we don't see any. What's well, like? What? What's happening? Like, why is this happening? Yeah. The, the, that basic, simple question <laughs> has not been answered. Why is there a doll? Right. Why is there a clown? Right. What does Jada have to do with any of this? Right. Like, how did Michael learn this black magic? Right. Why is why there, is there an ice guy? cream truck? Yeah. There's just so many questions. Why is there a promise of drugs? And after the bullies are dead, what is the purpose anymore? Like, right. okay. That's why is Jada revenge. responsible for any of this? Yeah. Why are we going after Jada? Like, yeah, she was not as 
like forceful with Lorenzo about like don't beat his ass, but also she was a, an abused woman, it seems. So like right. she really couldn't do anything about the situation. She was never yeah. mean to Michael. And so the why... film doesn't condemn her anyway. No. It doesn't even, it doesn't even, it, it'd be one thing if it'd be like, why you didn't defend me, Jay? Mm-hmm. He didn't right. say that to her. <laughs> he was just like, I love you. And I'm a little bit crazy. <sighs> and is well, that who Michael became or who he always was? Yeah. Because I don't, because I mean, it ain't exactly common for somebody to be like, oh, you, you broke my glasses, so I'm gonna go home and do some black magic and get, try to get you killed. Right. <laughs> Like, if they just showed us just a little bit, but I know they didn't have the budget to, like, explain certain things because it would require them to have more people and more places and more things. But they could have said it in, so instead of these horrible lines that we got that or did nothing. Scenes. Right. We could have gotten some communication or conversations that made it make sense. Let's just be honest. There's nothing... Yeah any of us can do on this podcast to make this movie <laughs> make any sense it don't make sense did you, <laughs> this, did you notice after watching this film that it don't make sense like it, nothing <laughs> actually adds up it it does not make sense no and, and not even in a nonsensical way but in a like i think this is supposed to make sense it just didn't make sense to the people that made it yeah right. like at some point they lost the plot because we get she stabs the doll they stay in the circle the vibrations happen until the bullies disapparate (laughs) and then a homeless man appears says thank you does this weird thing with his hands and disappears and then they're at a nightclub having the time of their lives I'm hungry and then they're just like Okay, so they go out to the the bar and they just yeah, it's ladies' night. <laughs> and then we see Sam from class, and he's real insistent. Like I sit right in front of you. It's like, and she's like, I still don't, still don't really remember who you are. But no, the gag is he said, "Are you Jada Smith?" That's her name. Her name is Jada Smith. <laughs> he said, excuse me, are you Jada Smith? Yeah. Who are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm from class. I sit in front of you. Oh, yeah. The class clown. Yeah. <laughs> this is my girl. How much y'all pay to get in here? She's like, whatever. <laughs> $20 each. <laughs> or $15 each. And he's like, oh, well, I'll get in. Whatever he said. My brother owns the club. He does. Well, who is he? <laughs> Killjoy. And then <laughs> And then she wakes up screaming. But another meta part is she mentions that she's been having nightmares of Killjoy in her nightclub dream. And then she wakes up from that dream because she has dreamed about Killjoy. Is he Freddy K- uh, Krueger now? Like, what is this? I don't know. And then Jamal's like, yo, babe, I know you just woke up screaming because you had a nightmare, but I'm horny, but... so we're going to get on this. There's more <laughs> sex. 
And so he starts to go down on her, but then it's a little killjoy peekaboo under the covers. She screams. And the last line of the film is. What? I can't remember. That's some good pussy. <laughs> and that is Killjoy. <laughs> and then we get this. Then we the end credits with this sexy little R and B song. <laughs> you know you make me smile. <laughs> That's a funny thing, like <laughs> by Penny Ford, who was actually a real singer. Anwar. <laughs> mm. I really, great? I really appreciate you bringing this movie into our lives. You you do open our horizons. That is for you damn do. sure. You ain't never going to forget these films, are you? <laughs> <laughs> and you're one for one because when we first started watching Demon Knight, we're like, what, what is, is this? this? But then by the end, we're like, this we're, is pretty good. We're here. Yeah. Right, right. And Killjoy is, you got to see it. <laughs> so you can know how bad it is because <laughs> if i describe it it's not gonna land on you it, it's not gonna you really do have to see it because if you tell people people are not gonna believe you like i, I genuinely don't believe people understand how bad killjoy is <laughs> unless they watch killjoy like you have to actually watch it and even if you watch it like i'm gonna just laugh at it you still notice how bad it is and you're still gonna be having moments where you're like this don't make sense it doesn't add up yeah and even some parts are like it's not even funny. I don't understand what's, <laughs> what, what is I, happening in this film. I implore every person listening to to do yourself some justice and, and watch this movie. I oh. I know I'm going to make other people in my life watch this. I know it's going to be on the background at my next Halloween party, hundred percent. Oh, please make Rena watch this. I definitely will make Rena watch it. <laughs> so, Anwar, what are your social handles? <laughs> My social <laughs> Where can people find you? Yeah, you after they watch me. this movie, they they I'm a, I'm sending all of the customer service remarks to you. Perfect. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Anwar Ali T H E A N W A R A L I. And I will talk about things like this. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to check us out at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Threads. And let's get into our present day ratings for this movie. How? How? I don't need. I, mm, I'm not even sure. I, I'm going same day rental. I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to watch this movie again. Anwar? It's a two-day rental. It's a two-day rental. And the thing is, I'm going to see it again, and I'm going to tell people about it, and I'm going <laughs> to always recommend it. And I'm going to watch it again. Like, it's 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 not good where I'm <laughs> going to watch it again for quality. And sometimes, like, if I try to turn it on, I actually get annoyed by it. But once in a while, you just need to be reminded of who you are. <laughs> and 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 this film makes me feel good about myself. Mm, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is a same day rental. I am going to make other people watch it, but 
I'm going to walk out gonna of the room. You're not going to enjoy it. No. <laughs> no. No. It's a hot mess express for sure. It's American cinema classic. It is. But it's a mess. Nonetheless. And it deserved and it deserved to get a theatrical release because on a big screen it would look even worse. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even think this is a like a cult classic situation. It's just you ever heard of that movie Killjoy? Let me put it <laughs> no, on it real is. quick. I feel like it would have more of a cult status if more people just knew about it in general. I think that the first Killjoy was a very niche film Mm -hmm. that played amongst a very specific audience because the first time I, I mean, I remember seeing the, 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 the box cover, but the first time I heard somebody actually seeing the film, because I knew from the box cover, it wasn't going to be good. Even when I was younger, I was just like, I know this isn't going to be good, but I (laughs) was talking to someone and she was like, oh yeah, you've got to see it because it's so bad. And then I remember in Chicago, there was, and now it's a national show, but at the time it was a Chicago local show called Sfinguli. And he is like a horror host and he basically hosts and they air on this local channel, a bunch of horror films, B-list, like B movie type stuff sometimes i think they got a deal with full moon entertainment so they started to show killjoy so i saw killjoy for the first time on local television through spanguli and i got fascinated by i think i'm fascinated not by the film film's not good i'm fascinated by the fact that the film was able to be made and released and i wonder what was in the psyche and what was in the mind of everybody that was involved in this production. Cause like, how did it feel to be done for the day and go home and really feel and really like know that you have to go in the next day to film yeah. more of this? Like there's something that's, that's the fascinating part to me that doing a movie like Killjoy was a real thing that really happened. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how these actors feel because I know that a lot of them probably had big dreams at one point, most of them are not stars. Most of them haven't acted since really Killjoy, to be honest with you. And I know a lot of them probably were probably, hopefully, they were self-aware while they were making the film that they were not doing good work. But I just, I wonder, like, what has happened, like, how they dealt with the fact that something like this has to be out there and they have to be seen in this light for years to come because it's embarrassing i'm honestly (laughs) as a as an actor that is what fascinates me about killjoy is just y'all really did this movie and y'all were really there every day like y'all had craft services and everything like y'all had to (laughs) y'all had to make this movie i what i'm confused about is that it's very rare for one of those direct to video movies this bad that is streaming on multiple yeah. channels. Yeah. When and I there's... think it was successful. I think it was actually very successful. It made its money back. I mean, they didn't spend that much to begin with, but <laughs> right. um I'm pretty sure like it was a hit. Damn. It was a hit amongst this very specific demographic. I mean, you have to understand, like Charles Band and Full Moon Entertainment, Full Moon Productions. They did like all those puppet master movies. They mm-hmm. did demonic toys. They did all of these. They even did 
Prehysteria. Do you remember Prehysteria? The little tiny like dinosaurs? Yeah. They did that. But at some point they transitioned from having a distribution deal with Paramount into distributing their own material. And so you get things like this. And I just I wonder what I just I I wonder what it felt like to be on set for Killjoy every day. Like it I like I, I just I would be calling people and crying. I would feel some <laughs> kind of way. I would think, I would think I'm failing at life, and they they couldn't have been paid more. That at the time, if a movie like this was made today, they'd be paying no more than a hundred dollars a day. Yeah. And at the time, it was probably lower. Breaks my heart. It really does. So like, damn, right? Like, like what was? You- Well, something. <laughs> it now lives rent free in my brain. So thank you, thank you very Forever. much. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, there's got to be some Killjoy stands out there. Hit us up <laughs> on our quick drop nine zero nine six zero one and MLF nine zero nine six zero one six six five three. Twat us at the Twitters or Hemis at the Threads, and you could be featured on a future episode. And join us next week as we continue the spooky season flicks with the Ryan Reynolds film, Bolthead. That should be interesting. We're doing deep dives. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And Anwar, a pleasure as always. Thank you for having me and thank you for watching the random things that pop in my head. <laughs> I can't wait for the next suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be wild. I was really excited about this one. <laughs> and as always, be kind and rewind. <laughs>